podcast listeners, welcome to the first ever episode here at the Halloween Place. My name is Abigail Helene, and what we're hoping to do here at the show is bring you a new episode every month covering a different aspect of autumn. Whether it be holiday history, when to plant your fall garden, or some great tips for do-it-yourself decorations, we're lining up monthly guests to help us make the most of the fall season. For our first episode, we're going to cheat a bit. While we're still getting a few details worked out for the site and lining up last-minute items for the show, we reached out to the hosts of the Once Amazing Flicks Junkies, John Clyde, Travis Poppleton, and Curtis Linnell. John and Travis are film critics out of Salt Lake City, Utah, and on one of their final episodes of their Flicks Junkies podcast, they shared personal ghost stories and talked about some of their favorite Halloween movies. They've given us permission to use the best parts of that show here, so relax and get ready to listen to a really fun conversation. If it turns out you love them, definitely check out www.halloween.place, where we'll link to the new show they're doing out of KSL Studios. Until next time, please subscribe, and check back next month where we'll be talking to the witches of Crone's Hollow. And now, for the Flicks Junkies. Did you ever see a dream walking? Well, I did. Did you ever hear a dream talking? Well, I did. Did you ever have a dream thrill you with will you be mine? Oh, it's so grand and it's too, too divine. And welcome to Did the Flickstrunks Podcast. I am John Clyde and with me as always is Travis Poppleton. Hello, John. Curtis Linnell. Hello. That's my Halloween introduction even i could even tell in your face that you were like oh this was a bad idea yes. <laughs> like when you were doing it you're just like this was a terrible i didn't think of an idea. introduction this week and that was what i came up on the spot <laughs> so sue me i will uh anyway it is the week of halloween and uh we're re- releasing this on halloween day and so we've got a really good show for you a show that we've been looking forward to a show we've been prepping for for two weeks which means if you're not blown away by it, like, man, these guys took two weeks to prep for this Why show. Why would you even bring that up? Because it's going to be freaking <laughs> phenomenal. That's right, So you're calling your shot. This is a Babe Ruth oh, moment. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm pointing show. to the left field wall. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, Halloween week. We have a few things we're going to talk about that we're really excited and looking forward to. But we got when we were, when we were thinking about what we were going to do for this show, one of the ideas that came up was, when we were kids, there was movies that all of us watched that we probably saw when we were way too young, and forevermore, it's like scarred us. I'm sure all of us out there have had those movies that just stuck in our brains. And for example, we actually had a listener, because we sent this out on Facebook and Twitter asking people what movies they saw when they were kids that just messed them up. And uh, one of our listeners, M. Uh, M. Merton M. 7. M. Merton 7, there it is. He brought up Lady in White, and that was actually the uh, the music that we played at the first of the show. That's from Lady in White. If any of you guys remember that, it's an 80s movie with Lucas Hawes in it. And it's funny he brings that up because that actually is one of those movies when I saw it. It it messed with me. And I haven't seen it since, so I'd be interested to watch it again to see if it's really that scary I'm anymore. I'm guessing it's not. But when I was a kid, my word, that movie messed with my brain. Yeah, me too. And, and I um, just got into a quick conversation with him and mentioned the song. Right. And he just cracked up because that that was really all I remembered. I remembered it being scary. Right. Um, I remember that song. And so to this day, when I walk into a house, if it's like a creepy kind of house, <laughs> I will sing one of two songs. I'll either sing, Do You Hear What I Hear? 
for the Gremlins reference. Oh, that's right. <laughs> or all seeing, have you ever seen a dream walking from the, from the beginning of the show? <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is that movie, the main thing that I remember is when you see the actual lady in white, like the ghost kind of towards the end, like on the cliffs, like, oh, that, that's like burned in my brain. And the lady in white's even like the good guy in it, but that still scares me to death. Interesting, and and I don't remember it enough. You you when before we started the show, you mentioned Mona, yeah. Mona from Who's the Boss. I don't know if anybody knows her real name, but Mona from Who's the Boss is in it. Speaking of, I don't know if I've told the listeners this before, but I think I've told you the, you guys this before. But two years ago, I think at Sundance, uh, I was interviewing on the red carpet for Don John, the Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie, which Tony Danza is in. And I remember when I was talking to Tony Danza, I am not even kidding when I say it took everything in my body to not ask him who's the boss. That's uh, <laughs> I know it's the lamest thing ever, but I'm not even kidding. The whole time, like I asked him a question and he responded, I wasn't even listening because I'm like, don't do it. Do not ask him who's the boss. I bet, I bet it wouldn't have turned out well. I have a feeling that he would have just, I can imagine <laughs> the look he'd give me and just walk away. <laughs> He's the nicest guy That's ever, so though. He actually was a super nice guy, but I still don't know if he would have taken that question well. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, um, I heard a, a QA with him after the film at Sundance. Right. And he was saying that um, with Tony Danza specifically, because they had done Angels in the Outfit That's together, right, yeah. which is part of why they teamed Matthew up Matthew McConaughey as well. Was he in that movie? Yeah, he plays one of the outfielders. That's oh. Awesome. So no angels were helping him. Wait, angels in the outfield, angels not in the, in the outfield. infield. That's no, right. Right. Yeah, he totally had angels all over him. Anyway, the point is, he said that Tony Danza was always too likable, too much like his who's the boss character. Right. And so he wanted him to be a, a jerk in the movie, so they had to keep doing takes over and over again. And, and Joseph would be like, "You're too nice. You know, people <laughs> still like so you." Nice. Yeah. What's funny is Joseph Gordon-Levitt was actually super nice too. And when I spoke to him, one of my first questions was like. So, you know, you've, you've been to Sundance now like seven times. Uh, you're kind of like an old veteran. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've met before, right? And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> we sure have. And I kind of wanted to be like, but I like, I lost your number. So maybe yeah. you should give that to me again. <laughs> you that $20 I lent you? Yeah. <laughs> Remember when I crashed on your couch? That was, was crazy. Big night. Uh, but anyway, so now, you know, JGL and I were tight. Yeah, yeah. You know, we text on the weekends and stuff like that. Anyway, um, so we were just were getting we? creepy. We were getting what about into Tony? the scary. Oh, Mona. We, we were talking about Mona. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. We got way off topic. Yeah, we're going to start with Riddler next <laughs> Thanks year, a lot, Mona. Anyway, we're talking about movies that just messed with our brains when we were kids. But, but before we get into that, John, maybe we should talk about the fact that we were prime kids to oh, yeah. have to be movies mess-, mess with us. Okay, so here's the question I want to ask to all of our listeners out there. I was about to say viewers. I don't know what you're watching, but all of our listeners out there, <laughs> apparently like be- growing up in a haunted house, it sounds like is more common <laughs> than I thought it was. But the Travis, Kurt, and I were talking the other night, and uh, Travis made mention about the fact that he grew up in a house that everyone is convinced was haunted yeah. when he was a kid. And then I looked at him like, you got to be kidding me, right? Because right. I grew up in a home that everybody in the neighborhood is convinced was haunted. And then Kurt lived in an apartment that people are convinced was haunted. So I'm just curious if there are more listeners out there that like were the same scenario. But what's weird, and maybe this is just how it is with you guys, when I talk to people, it seems like an interesting 
anomaly. Like nobody else is like, yeah, me too. Right. When I bring yeah. it up. So I was surprised when all three the of us three, were like, yes. Yeah. They just were just creepy SOBs that all yeah. somehow found each other. But yeah, it's weird because all three of us kind of have stuff that it's like haunted stuff that, that we grew up in homes. And I think because of that, I've had like this heightened sense when it comes to especially movies that deal with like hauntings and stuff like that. Especially, and you were mentioning, because we were uh, talking about movies that scared us as a kid that right. we'll bring up in just a second, but you were saying that there's a specific type of movie that still creeps you out, and it, it sounds like it's right from this kind of childhood experience. Yeah, I honestly have a tough time with movies, like horror movies that, well, first of all, and I think all of us are kind of on the same page with this, and this is a little off topic, but first of all, none of us do well with like the torture porn. To me, that's not horror. I just... I do not like those films. No. Like at all. But the other kind of horror film that just, I think maybe it just strikes too much of a personal chord sometimes, but it's the ones that kind of deal with like that pure evil, if you will. Like Demon, an exorcist. Like type an of exorcist yeah. type of movie. For example, Kurt and I watched The Conjuring. Kurt had seen it before, but The Conjuring that came out in 2012, I think. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. 2012. Anyway, it's an incredibly well done horror film, but I watched it once with Kurt. I'll never watch it again. Because it just, I don't know, those affect me in a certain way that I just, I remember, in, I don't in know. my 30s, I still don't handle it well. Do you guys read Harry Knowles at all? Ain't it cool? Big time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was saying that um, when he showed his wife Paranormal, <laughs> like afterwards, she's like, do you think we invited something into our house by watching that movie? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, for example, I've never watched Paranormal Activity. Right. Because I know that I'm going to feel a certain Paranormal way afterwards activity. and I don't want to deal with it. But I mean, to give you guys an idea, the home that I grew up in, and Kurt can back this up, this is actually what creeps me out because so... We moved into that home when I was four, five. I'm looking at Kurt because he should know yeah. my history. It was anyway, 1987. Four, four or five. <laughs> but anyway, we moved, July in, 3rd. we moved into the home. And the people that had lived in that home before us, we didn't know anything about them. Like, mm -hmm. we, we didn't really know anything about this family that had lived in the house before we ever got there. But my mom, believe it or not, was talking to Kurt's mom at one point, And she told her, you know, I get this feeling that there was a woman that lived in this house and Kurt's mom just kind of listened. She didn't say anything. And my mom said, she's like, believe it or not the other day and, and how our house was, it was a two story home. And my mom was on the, the main level and there's a spot where you can look up the stairs. And as you look right up the stairs, there's the main bedroom. I'm not even kidding. I'm getting chills talking about this. I think, <laughs> but there's the master bedroom where my parents would sleep. And then there's a bathroom right there as well. And my mom said that she looked up the stairs and she saw a woman that she had never seen before. And she explained like her hair, like the length of her hair, the color of her hair, that she was in this white robe and she walked from the bedroom and into the bathroom. And then when my mom explained her like top to bottom, Kurt's mom kind of flipped out because Kurt's family had lived there longer than we had. Right. And Kurt's mom just told my mom, she was just like, the woman's name was this. She lived in this home before you guys did. She had cancer. She passed away in that house. That's where she raised her kids. So, Curtis, this was your mom saying this? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it was Kurt's mom. That was. So my mom said it to Kurt's mom, and then Kurt's mom pretty much just justified everything that was said. Let me let me back up really quick. So Kurt's mom also saw this apparition, or she knew she the She knew history. the woman. I yeah. see. She, she knew, knew the woman. Personally? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Yes, yeah, sorry. And so I guess Kurt's mom was just kind of wigged out a little bit because my mom— before we moved in, this woman had died already. And so Kurt's mom was just like, 
this is who she was. This is what she looked like. And it was like exactly how my mom explained her. And like talking about the white robe when she was sick, that's the robe that she was like wearing all the time when she was in the house and stuff like that. And then my mom being the brilliant woman she is, she told me when I was like six. Right. And here is the problem. Messed with me for a long time. But here's the thing. Now knowing that I'd hear noises in my house that I was positive was a ghost. You know what I mean? Like as a kid where in reality it was an old house and it settled all the time. Right. And like, didn't your dad say something about silverware one time being upstairs and he heard someone like messing, messing around with the silverware and he went down there and there's no one down yeah. there. And like, uh, uh, what's funny though is think back, John, how many times did I sleep over at your house? <laughs> I don't think you ever slept over like at my house. Very few times. Yeah. And like, it was terrifying. John slept over at my house all the time. Yeah. But I was, every time we wanted to do a sleeper, I'm like, let's sleep at my house. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> we got bagel bites. <laughs> I do remember once, I think for like my eighth birthday, I think I had a slumber party and Kurt came over and I do remember Kurt was just like not comfortable the yeah, entire was, night because he's heard stories yeah, yeah everyone in the neighborhood had heard stories right yeah and like during the daytime like everything was cool but honestly as soon as it got yeah. dark the thing is is like that still messed with me that even when I was in like right before I went to college and living at home there'd be times where it'd be like 1am you know and I'm watching TV and I'd like look around and I'm like is there is there someone watching me right like I don't you know, like it just, it had those moments, but like, I think that is a kid, like kind of hearing those stories, probably way too young, then probably affected me for the rest of my life when it comes to certain films. My, my family, and I'd like to note now that I don't believe in ghosts mm-hmm. on any level, but growing up and, and I am an anomaly in my family because every member of my family believes in ghosts, have seen ghosts, talk to, maybe not talk to them, but you know, they have <laughs> all sorts of stories that go Had along with, with them. lunch every weekend. <laughs> and, and so like one of the things that my family would do to pass an evening is tell their experiences with, you know, seeing things or hearing things. And as a kid, I would just sit there terrified. Right. And so, um, that I think affected my perception of our house. But everyone has a has a scary story about our house. Uh, people who came and slept over and stuff would tell us later. In-laws, um, friends, everyone has some sort of terrifying story about that house. And so growing up, it like you said, it really screws with you when yeah. your when your dad or your mom are like, "Yeah, this really happened." Right. So yeah, I, it's it's a bit unfair. I think to kids <laughs> and it's why I think when we start mentioning the movies that we're terrified of or were terrified as kids, right. people might be like, really? Yeah. Well, lady in white, I told you that moment that I remember is the woman when she's in white and that's the woman that my mom described right. that she saw in our home, you yeah. know, yeah. and that, that like totally messed with me. And I don't know about you, Travis, but maybe your parents tried to do the same thing. But I remember my mom all the time was like, she's a good spirit. Oh boy. And I was like, mom, that doesn't help. No. Like, why would that comfort me? <laughs> I, I think my parents were more, I don't think they were sadistic. Like, I don't think they <laughs> found any sort of joy in terrifying me. But everything that had to do with the afterlife was was dark to really? my parents. So, yeah. So not only was there a spirit or many in my house, but it was not a good spirit. Not good? Yeah. Wow, dude. That is terrifying. Yeah, but your parents but messed you up, man. I had I had experiences too, and and like to this day I can't explain what happened. Mm-hmm. But I just choose not to because I choose not so, to believe in ghosts. So you so. don't believe in ghosts because you were you've repressed that. <laughs> like to this day, I would not stay at that house. Really? I, Are your parents still there? No. Uh, Did they tell not. the poor saps that bought it? 
No, but you know what's funny <laughs> is um, last time my in-laws still live in, in uh, California. So last time I was there, I was just running through the old city and I actually ran by my house and I stopped and I was like, I have to know. So I went and I knocked on the door and I was just going to ask the people, has anything weird happened? <laughs> and after I knock, I'm already thinking to myself, this is... Probably so this is a little bit weird. Anything weird ever happened <laughs> Seriously, at your house? Some stranger like sweating. Anything weird happened inside? <laughs> well, it will. Yeah, like <laughs> it. It seemed to make sense. Well, I, I just had to know. Like, was it my screwed up family, right, or not screwed up family? What, what, what was the causality? Because my my family was so susceptible to believing in ghosts. Did that filter our view? Like, did that make the house haunted, or were crazy things actually happening? And and, and that shaped their view of right. the supernatural. You know, that's what I wanted to know. So I knock on the door, and uh, I'm a pretty big guy, and I've got a shaved head, and this, this <laughs> tiny little uh, South American woman answers the door, and she looks up at me. And if she wasn't afraid of the house, I, I think she thought there was some skinhead at her door, you know? <laughs> and so she does the whole, I, I don't speak English. Oh, thing. really? And I was like, come on. Like, you live in... A donde ghost? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt's but, fluent. But yeah. at this point, I've got to kind of figure out, like, does anyone else live there? I, I have to ask this question. I've knocked on the door. And I think she was just so... Taken aback. Uh, yeah, like, by the fact that some crazy white guy was at like her door wanted to ask one question. Man, just... So anyway, so I walked away, and I, I never knew, but but it was enough that I, I felt I had to go back We were traveling to Southern California. We were going to that house. Yeah. We're taking a Spanish speaker <laughs> with us. So there's no out. But you, you say that, you know, you saw the lady and I don't know, you, you didn't see her. But um, I never have personally seen an apparition or anything yeah. like that in the house. We had um, a minor in our house. So like my brother-in-law claims he saw the guy and he was actually a like minor. a minor, like a pickaxe. Like a pickaxe okay. minor. Yeah. I thought so meant like creepy. a minor, like N-O-R. I was like, okay. No, that's kind of creepy too. Cause it that's is. like the shining. Kid. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> But um, so the reason that that the minor story kind of stuck was one night my dad was asleep in his bedroom and, and off to the side of his bedroom was our backyard and he could hear someone digging. And so it was real enough that he got his gun and walks out the house to the fence right next to it. And he's right next to the fence and he's listening to someone who is digging a hole in our backyard. And so he listens and he's right there listening and then he goes up and I don't know if he draws his gun but he goes to confront the guy and nothing, nothing there. there and so those two stories made it seem like there was some minor in that's, our house that's pretty creepy I'm not gonna lie Jess. Yeah. so while we would be in the house we had a two-story house and there were weights upstairs like a weight bench and mm -hmm. we could hear the weights dropping and no one was upstairs and so one day my dad went upstairs and dropped a weight and it sounded very similar, but it was just different enough, you know, that it was kind of like this added creepiness that it didn't even sound exactly like there was like ghost weights dropping upstairs. <laughs> Getting a workout in the scare you. But the very last it, it thing. It sounded more like miners' weights. Yes. Yeah. yeah like <laughs> exactly. The kinds of weights that miners use. <laughs> uh, but the very last thing that happened at that house that I remember that was spooky to me was my fiance at the time. And my dad were upstairs watching a movie and I had run down to like get drinks or something. Right. And I looked out the front door and there was a man who walked into our front yard. So he walked across, you know, outside the front into our front yard. 
and he wasn't walking like down the sidewalk or something. He walked into our front yard to like look in our window or something. And it was annoying. Like, why are you in my front yard? So I walked out to confront him. And as soon as I walked out, the security, you know, the sensor light went on. Right. And I realized the sensor light didn't go on when he walked by. And I looked and there was nothing there. And Seriously? it like all just kind of clicked that I went out to physically confront this person because I saw him. But as soon as that light went on, it was like, oh, wait a minute. That light didn't go on 20 seconds ago. At that point, did you say to your fiance, like, can I stay at your place tonight? <laughs> <laughs> no, because that was normal for our house. Like, we always heard stories like that. So, so that was weird. just inevitable. Oh, That's weird. Yeah. I lived in a pretty normal house growing up. So <laughs> it's because you lived across the street from my house. Yeah. John's I thought, but I thought you had. But when I was. Apartment. Yeah. So I moved in with. I moved in with one of my buddies. I took over. Two of my friends were living together. One moved out. I moved in. Um, and it was just in this little duplex type place. And, uh, I was noticing like, a couple of little strange things going on. And I was still like, this is just like every time, like I leave the kitchen, so I'd, come, I'd come back and some like drawers would be open and I'd be like, what? Like drawers I never even opened up before. You know, I was just, we we're like two single dudes. We owned like two pans, you know, and we only had to use like one drawer in the fridge. It's so, like all these drawers are open. I was like, what the crud? So I like shut them. I never like an hour later going back and the same drawers are open again. And I was like, someone's playing a joke. I mean, I like, I rationalized everything. Then my friend got married, moved out and I chose to live by myself for a good, I don't know, two years. Yeah. And all this stuff, I, I tell John all this stuff that had happened, like everyone it happened. And, um, for He'd call me up sometimes like in the evening and just like, you're not going to believe what happened. <laughs> yeah, I, well, and I'd I be sitting there in my parents' house because this is actually right before like I got married, and so I was living at home before we moved out. And I'm like, you jerk! <laughs> like you know where I live. I don't need to hear this stuff. Yeah, and I was just like, I I, I was trying to rationalize it because I was living by myself. I didn't want to be scared, so I'd always tell John, I'm like, dude, like I keep hearing like knocks like all over my house, and it'd be like it's, it's a duplex, so it wasn't from the other side of the house. It was like from like my side, like facing the next neighbor's house. Well, you said sometimes it would be like the neighboring bedroom that nobody lived yeah. in. And then, so my, when my friend moved out, I just used the bedroom. I put a treadmill in there and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I'd hear all sorts of stuff going on in there. And there's a couple of times where I like, I thought for sure someone's in there. So I grabbed my trusty old Easton baseball bat <laughs> and I was like, it's probably a little league bat. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just like grab the courage. I'm like, I'm going in there guns blazing with this bat, you know, and I go in there, there's nothing in there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like I felt like someone's walking around in there, right? And so I was like, oh crap, you know, this, this, I must protect this house. Under Armour was very popular <laughs> back then, um, but um, the, one, the one that got me the most though was, and I, I think I told John this was, I was showering one day. I lived by myself, so I didn't think closing the door was all it's that always the shower that big of a deal. <laughs> right. The thing is, I always locked my door coming in because my my. my the duplex next over to me, there was a family there and the kids thought like the kids always just walked in all the time. We're like, Hey Kurt, like you got any suckers, you know? And so I got sick of them walking in. So I just started locking the door. Um, and so I locked the door. So I'm in there showering and all of a sudden I feel like it feels like someone walks by and I have a shower curtain. Like someone like walked by and I was like, I opened the drape up and I was like, hello. And I was dating a girl at the time is now my wife. So, um, Congratulations, Kurt. Uh, Congratulations, I don't know. Congratulations, Kurt. Um, 
<laughs> you I congratulated just, yourself in the third person. I know. I just said when I said I was dating someone, John Lugier looked like you dated someone. I was like, well, she's now my wife. I don't recall <laughs> this. So I was like, hello. I was like, Maria. Like, you know, and then no one answered. And so it was to the point where I was like, man, someone's here. I better shut the door. So I shut the door. I hop back in. Then the lights start flickering like crazy in my shower, like inside the bathroom. They start flickering like no one's business. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what the cred's going on? And so, like, I finally did. Like, did you really say gosh and cred? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Curdy I just wanted did. to. Know. Okay. Oh my gosh, cred. <laughs> Let's just say I'm glad I was in the shower. Right. Um, <laughs> so, what do you do? You're living. You're, you're living there alone. <laughs> that is your sanctuary. That like yeah. that's your place of safety. So, where do you run? Where do you run to? When no. You... So, like, I never like I got dressed and I was just like trying to play in my head. I'm like, well, it's really weird. There's a surgical thing, so, but. So I hop online. I look to see like the signs of ghosts. You know, there's a ghost in your house, and there's a dot five signs. And the first two are like seeing shadows moving, and the second one is lights flickering on and off. And, and, and here's where you lose me, and this is why I do not believe in ghosts. Who is the guy that wrote that site? Like, how does that guy know what the top five signs that your house is haunted? Anyway. I was going to say it was Doctor Peter Baker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyways, but that's I mean. But still, like, it was just, like, enough to, like, then I remember one night I dropped my wife. I was taking my wife. Well, she was my fiance or something at the time. Something. Um, something like that. So I, I took her home, and I came home one night, and all my doors, all my windows have, like, those little, like, sticks in it so you can open them up from the, the outside. Dowels, yeah. All of my windows were opened up, like, toward the sticks, like, about two inches. Every single one of them. I don't know if a, a, an intruder tried to go around and find every window, but I couldn't see any, like prints at all on the window no nothing and some of the windows are so high like you'd have to get a ladder see if it's open then hop you know and if they know me i don't i own nothing so i don't know why they're coming in apparently at a treadmill so but but it turns out i i the asked treadmill I asked was the going kid, but i asked the kid uh, before me that lived in there i was like i just asked him one time i was like do you ever feel like a weird vibe in the place He's like oh yeah dude he's like all the time like the faucet would just turn on by itself and I'd go in there and I'd be like, what the crud, you know, and turn it off. And I'm pretty sure you said crud too. Um, <laughs> well, there were two things that I remember, Kurt, that you told me. Number one, if I remember right, you had like a picture of Jesus Christ or something oh, like that. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So I. Jesus gets so creepy in these stories. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's actually a picture of. <laughs> it's actually. <laughs> it's actually, you know, we're like, I'm, we're pretty religious guys. So, uh, me and John are at least. Travis, we're working on it. I'm just kidding. Calling you out, Travis. <laughs> this heathen over I'm here. I'm for the other part of the audience. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, so I have, I have this picture of, you know, a, of a building that, you know, is very sacred to us. And it's on the wall. It's on the wall in my bedroom. And one night I'm sleeping, all of a sudden, and there's a picture of, um, Another religious figure. Anyways, we'll get into that later. So I have them all up in my I have them up in my wall, and all of a sudden during the middle of the night they fall down, and they they're they're in those push pins, all four pins pushed in there on the ground at the same time, and I'm like, what the crud? Like crud every time. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep this for our PG for our audience. So I go over and I push I put them in different spots. I push the pins back in. I go back to sleep. Half hour later, one of them falls off again flat first on the ground and that's when i was like holy shnikes so how long how long did you stay in this apartment so i stayed there like i i long wigged time. out really yeah i stayed there until i got married he was I there was, for a good two years by himself which yeah. means he was there 
and so I would tell like them these stories that that the light flickering on was after the, all that stuff. Yeah, and that's when I was like, because I was trying to like justify everything. I was like, well, maybe somehow this walls get hot and cold and they expand and contract. Maybe it's getting sure. It's totally up. Maybe it's a rational thing, you know. But the odds of two on the same time, I don't know. But the lights flickering on and off. That's when I started being like. But the one thing that really freaked me out from the Conjuring, though, you messed me up with this. Yeah, and like, I told, he honestly messed me up. And I've with told this. John this before. Like in my house all the time. One when I was sleeping at night, I'd hear people talking in my backyard all the time. So wait, wait, wait. Those where where is dealers. this? Huh? In my bedroom. In at the apartment. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a okay. backyard. I was in a duplex. So I had a backyard, and I hear people talking all the time. There was two guys whispering back and forth. They were always whispering. Whispering, yeah. It was. I, I was like, like whisper hey, too. Tom, like it was like kind of like you know a loud whisper. Like they're almost like they're. That's how my away. dad whispers. Hey, <laughs> did you see this movie this weekend? <laughs> Watch don't, this. Don't part, wake John. your mama. Like, dad, we're at a funeral. Stop. <laughs> I think he's the killer. Um, <laughs> Actually, he's the worst in movies. He's, <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> oh my god! But uh, so I'd hear all these whispering. And I'd always look out my window. There's nothing there. And then, um, but I'd always hear, like I said, knocks. And I always hear like just like knock, 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 like in threes, like all the time. It was always in threes. Always, always in threes. Well, if you've seen The Conjuring, they asked about it. They're like they said the same thing. Like we hear knocks in threes. And the so in the movie or the creators of the film in the because I've never seen the country in the movie in, so the, in movie. the movie okay yeah it's in like the movie that... yeah there's the the paranormal investigators what are their names um anyways but they Peter uh Bacon. they're like um they said like oh they the spirits do that because it's a mock on the holy trinity they're mocking like the holy trinity and so when I I was I always tell John I was like I always hear this knock 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 like all the time. And I would always go into the door. I always look like come for their room. But so when I saw that movie, granted, I, I watched that movie by myself one night. When I saw that part, I was seriously just like almost like started shaking Dude, a little bit. Here's what killed me, though. Like I almost slapped him in the face when he did this. So the two of us are watching that movie together. That scene happens and he pauses the movie and looks at me and goes, that's what would happen in my apartment. <laughs> I was like, shut up, you turd. And then he'd start the movie again. Okay, so I don't know how long we've been talking, but just so you know, this was an evening at the Poppleton home. Like, this is what the I would listen to type. as a kid. I would oh, sit on the stairs. Geez. Right before you went to bed. Oh, all the time. Like, this was nighttime conversation. That's messed up. And the house that I live in now is my grandparents' house. And right. my great-grandmother died there. And there's countless... How old is that house, too? It's like 100, and yeah. 100 plus. Jeez. And uh, countless ghost stories about that house specifically. <laughs> Please tell me you don't tell your kids. No. I tell my kids ghosts aren't real. Like, I'm like, you know, they can say what they want. Ghosts aren't oh, real. Man, that's funny. My kids don't have any of those. Go- I'm sure I've given my kids plenty of complexes, but as far as the, if I, I'm not even sure I'm going to listen, let them listen to this show because it was so traumatic to me as a child. Right. And it messed up so many nights that I would just lay up and could not go to sleep because I was sure some invisible man was dancing around my bed. Right. You know, but, but but if you listen to all the stories, who cares? Like at the end of the day, what happened from all of these scary experiences other than you were scared you a for a bit. few minutes? Yeah, no, for sure. I had to yeah. buy a lot of new underwear. You know, <laughs> what the funny thing is too, though, is uh, it's been a long time. I mean, as you grow up, things change, right? Yeah. And I'll watch a scary movie and it like spooks me while I'm watching it because that's the point of it. But then pretty much it's gone. If that makes sense. Like after I've seen the movie, I'm done with it and I move on sort of a thing. I will say with The Conjuring, I went to bed that night, didn't think twice about it. For some reason, I woke up at like 2 a.m. to go to the bathroom. For some reason, I think like the half sleep thing, you know, and then thinking about the movie, it actually messed with me. 
let's, as I tried to go back to bed. Let's go into our movies because I think this is a perfect segue for my yeah. movie. Uh, so again, we were talking about movies that kind of traumatized us when we were kids, whether it's we saw it too young or just the circumstances of you know who we were and, and everything else. But uh, each of us have thought of a specific movie that we kind of want to talk about a little bit. We don't want to go on forever with it, but definitely find this really interesting. But yeah, Travis, let's kick it off with you. Okay, so I've watched this movie lately, and it's a, it's oh, really? a terrible movie. Like, it's not good at all. <laughs> uh, but the movie was Poltergeist 2. Oh. They don't trust you anymore. You fear is that you're not man enough to hold this family together. How do you know? Because I'm smart and I'm your friend. And it wasn't the, well, I guess it was the movie, but for the three of us, I don't think we did, a, at least John and I, didn't do a great job of ever separating fact from fiction when it came to ghost stories. Yeah. Um, and the and the main villain in Poltergeist 2 himself is one of the creepiest people ever. And the, and the reason that I'm bringing it up and the reason I, I think it's a great transition from what you were just saying is one night I was sleeping over at my friend's house and the the scenario is we would sleep out in the living room in one of those beds that came out of the couch and right behind the the living room divider was the kitchen so we're asleep and in my dream i wake up and i'm really thirsty and i'm in that house exactly in that place uh and so i go up to get a drink i get out of the bed i walk into the kitchen and it's one of those moments like in every horror movie where the lightning hits <laughs> and the creepy guy is standing in the kitchen and then the lightning goes away and he disappears and I was so afraid I woke up but I woke up in exactly the same place that I was dreaming about and the ghost had just disappeared so like there's no way that my mind would settle with the fact that that was just a dream and so I could not for that whole night I was just terrified that that creepy <laughs> poltergeist 2 guy that the god is in his holy temple guy yeah the yeah. the like leader of that cult or whatever it is right was yeah. in the kitchen behind me so I, I was just under my covers, would not look out of, you know, because if you look, of course, you're going to see him. So I don't know how long I was awake, but that was a terrible, horrible night. And it was all because of Poltergeist 2. <laughs> it's funny. So Poltergeist as a kid, that's a movie that my dad, okay, my dad, we've talked about this before. He's a great guy. He loves movies. Like, honestly, and Kirk can back this up, he loves movies almost more than anybody else I've ever met before. He's the type of guy where no matter what movie he sees, he's going to find something he liked about it, you know? And, like, he's a filmmaker, too. But anyway, 
he never understood what was and was not appropriate to show kids. <laughs> and so when I was really young, he showed me this, the first poltergeist. And there are certain things that messed with me. And then, of course, afterwards, he's like, there's two more. You know, like, he's all excited to <laughs> show me. But then what was messed up is he decided to tell me, and I don't know how many of our listeners know this, and Travis, maybe you know this, but there's all these, like, uh, superstitions about curses that, like, follow around the cast and stuff from poltergeist. Yeah, I've yeah I've heard that. And like for example, I'll just read some of this to you guys right here. This is actually on IMDb. It says there is a supposed poltergeist curse surrounding the three films in the series. Actress Dominique Dunn was murdered by her four boyfriend after finishing the first film. Actor Julian Beck died of stomach cancer after shooting the second film. And actress Heather O'Rourke, that was the little girl that's in all three films, died of a mysterious case of intestinal stenosis shortly before completion of the third film. Also, many cast members' careers have suffered after appearing in the films. That's the big one, right? Right, right. But I mean, like, my dad told me that. But what he said is like, you know, these (laughs) movies, the little girl in it, she died very mysteriously, and it's probably because of the movie. Like, that's how he said it. (laughs) Right. So... That first one always kind of like scarred me a little bit specifically because my dad was a jerk. But you're saying you've watched it again. It's just garbage. Uh, Number two is terrible. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen one in a long time. I haven't seen one in a long time. I remember. You know who scared me in one was the old psychic lady? Yeah, she's in two. Is she in two? Yeah, yeah. The little lady? She was in two. Yeah, she's in two as well. Yeah, but she was creepier in the first one. Yeah, she was creepy. I remember the part that messed me up as a kid. And again, it goes back to like the stuff that my mom told me, but when all those ghosts come down the stairs and they get it all on video in the first one, do you remember that? I don't. Yeah. There's a moment when like they're videotaping, right? When the paranormal people come in right? and there's just like this whole barrage, like a parade of ghosts <laughs> that comes down the stairs. Uh, anyway, so Wait, doesn't the whole house get sucked in or something? At oh the end? yeah. Yeah. Remember they're building a pool in the backyard and like, I remember the there's the bodies came out. I remember that was scary. And, like, and the, the house gets like to eat sucked them. into the portal of hell or whatever that it is. That happens in a, Treehouse of Horrors, too, doesn't it? Yeah, where the, it does. Where the house gets. All right, Eric, right. keep going. Sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Poltergeist 2, that's that's a solid one. I am so pumped to hear Kurt's <laughs> because uh, we'll, we'll just get into it, but Kurt, let, let's roll with yours. Cocoon. Cocoon. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> those, those old guys in the pool, man. <laughs> From the farthest corner of a distant galaxy and the deepest feelings of the human soul comes a fantasy to fill your heart. I feel tremendous. I'm ready to take all the world. Okay, wait, wait. Before we get into this, (laughs) Curtis, you have a long history in the show of talking about how much clowns scared you. We actually had one user. Who was the user? Or not, it was a Facebook. It was a Facebook post. um, Who said Pennywise uh, was the scariest... Uh, person to him and Pennywise if you don't know was the clown from it, it. I was expecting something like the the Jason, clown figure from Poltergeist Jason Gillespie by the Gillespie Jason Gillespie um, who who's one of our listeners who who noted that he so, said the, sorry the go, exact yeah, go thing ahead. he said it did a number on me as a kid more than any other movie Pennywise is still scary to this day and I'm a 31 year old man <laughs> and so I, I was expecting I did not know we were going to Cocoon so that little clown and poltergeist or Pennywise it wasn't Cocoon? no that was, that was a joke that was um, a terrible joke your, your timing is all off 
I love that you really thought it was cocoon. You set it up. I was trying to figure out where you were going with all that. What on earth in cocoon was Jason was so bad? Steve Gutenberg, I just can't have him. Aren't there little alien pods or something? Okay, so so you start that off by saying this is going to like wow you. You can't wait to talk about Curtis's. And so when he said cocoon, it all made sense. Like, oh, that is weird. And you're like, it wasn't weird at all. All right. What is it? What is it? It is it. Oh, for crying out loud. I represent all of our listeners on this. I represent all of our listeners. They went on exactly the same journey. I just went on. Sorry. Well, when you started bringing up it, I'm like, man, you really stole Kurt's fire I really, there. No, I didn't. Also, I wonder where you're going with this. I was like, all right, so let's keep going. But no, sorry. Cocoon. Cocoon's a horrible. Yeah, I'm watching that tonight at <laughs> two in the morning, and it's, I'm going to make it scare me. You know what? Just skip Cocoon and go straight to Cocoon too, like you did oh, with yeah. Poltergeist. <laughs> no, I I was I've always been terrified of clowns. I remember when I was a kid, my mom in our playroom. We have so it's really weird our setup. We turned our half our garage into a playroom, and we you can enter the playroom through the bathroom. I forgot. So it's funny. It's actually the only way to enter the playroom. So it was really weird when yeah, I used the so bathroom. Yeah, so use the bathroom. Everyone had to leave the playroom, or there used to be a door that slid in and out, but it broke. So like, anyways, in the playroom, she has these these pictures of clowns on the um, all over the wall. But it's, the playroom would be dark, so I'd be in the bathroom. You look in there, you see these pictures, these dark clowns. It just creeped me out. I remember she bought me a clown like lamp once. It lasted one night. I was like, that thing's going. It's gone. I love that, that your gone. mom didn't even know about this. I know. Like, I think she was another another Or she did clown. know about it, and she yeah. had the darkest <laughs> sense of humor. Yeah. And um, Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure, those clowns in there, that terrified me. But anyways, I was terrified of clowns, and this big thing in our neighborhood, they, they released It, the miniseries. So it, Technically, it's not a movie, but they released it, and our whole neighborhood got together and was going to watch it. That was, like, the thing, and I was so scared to watch it, but I wouldn't want it to be, you know, the sissy that didn't watch it, and so I never being down. We're on our base and watch it. Were you there, John, for that at all? I wasn't there for the first screening. For the first screening. So we're down there watching the very— It did, honestly, though, become, like, a— urban legend in our neighborhood like just it itself right yeah and that first little scene where you that little girls just at the clotheslines and you see him pop up even, even when he's like the friendly clown i like started losing it i was just like terrified but i don't want to leave and i was like shaking and all of a sudden you know the worst part ever though was the drain scene with the the the, the uh, his kid's little what do they call it a paper sailboat oh, goes yeah. down the drain in and the he gutter. pops up out of the gutter so it it travels through. You seen it before, Travis? No, I'm still trying to one try to figure out why Cocoon. Like of all the movies <laughs> you could have said, come on, Don Amici, <laughs> Wilford Brimley. It's there's something to that movie. All right, keep going. So he it travels through the drains. That's how he gets to places, you know. And so after that, I was terrified. Like I was literally like honestly like I couldn't sleep at nights. When I take a shower, I had to put down like a washcloth over the drain and stand on it and hurry and shower and get out because there's a part where it comes up for the drain. You guys, yeah, he remembers that scene. But like even at school, I was terrified to go to the bathroom by myself because I thought for sure it was in the bathroom waiting to get me. Like it messed me up. Good. My brothers would tease me all the time. Like my neighbors had a pool. Which is funny, I'm living there now. Anyways. Wasn't um, it? It was multiple episodes, right? It was a two-part series. There was oh, I thought it was like a, like a three no, or four. So it was, was just like parts. a mini-series. Okay, yeah, you know. was a two-hour one. There's four hours total they showed. Anyways, 
So at, I mean, we'd be swimming. They're like, it can come up from that drain. I'm like, I'm out of the pool. See you guys. See you later. Like, How everything. did a clown come up? I, I haven't seen that. My experience with it was, I remember it was coming out. I remember a lot of people were talking about it. And then one day at school, because I never saw it, one day at school, they were like, so like at the end, there's a bunch of kids throwing things at a spider or something. That's really dude. stupid. Dude. Yeah. And Even as a kid, I remember being like, that's lame. You know right. And so I decided, oh, there's, there's nothing scary something about that Something that's movie. super funny, and I'm not even kidding. We used to, so Kurt has two older brothers that, I mean, he has two older brothers, so they love to torture him like crazy. But I'm not kidding. We would be hanging out like in their basement sometimes. For some reason, Kurt's house in that basement is where everybody came out, came over when we were kids, you know, came out the closet <laughs> no it's where everybody hung out when we were kids was in their basement but i'm not kidding all the time kurt would just be sitting there nothing about it would come up and then all of a sudden like his brother nate would be like kurt you're sitting under a vent you know it could come through that and kurt would let i'm not kidding he would flip out and he would move somewhere else and then his brother matt would be like dude you're next to that window and he could totally come through that and like he'd move somewhere else i'm not even kidding but they would mess with him and he would move spots in the basement all the time okay so today Curtis, a clown still kind of creeps you out. Oh, clowns still creep me out big time. I've I've gotten over my fear of it. I force myself to like watch it, and I I try to watch it like once every three years. I own it. it's funny. I showed it to my wife, and she was pretty terrified of it. Uh, I had to go to a meeting or something one night, and I came home and she was watching the second part by herself. It was pretty funny. She was pretty terrified, and that whole spider thing happened. She's like, "That's stupid!" Like, <laughs> so here's what was so funny about it. I, I don't know why I wasn't there that night when everybody watched it, but I wasn't. But then I all I heard about was like, "It, it's so scary," you know. And like, we're a bunch of, I don't know, like anywhere between probably like eight and thirteen years old. You know, everybody that's hanging out together, and they all watched it. And my favorite thing, my favorite thing, is everyone was like. Well, we watch the edited version. If you ever see the unedited version, it's crazy. Like, I remember the, there is no unedited version. It was on TV. It was a TV miniseries. But I remember specifically, there are these people that lived right next door to me, to me and across the street from Kurt named the Taylors. And there was one Taylor that drove everybody nuts. And he was the kid that like knew everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway, Man, I hope they don't listen. Probably not. You know who you are, Jake. Anyway, when I finally did watch the movie, there's a part where like they're in prison and it turns into a dog and like attacks the guard. Yeah. But I still remember Jake's like, dude, in the unedited one, that's so gnarly. <laughs> and I remember his kids were just like, man, how do you get his hands on that? And later on, like this kid's an idiot. But I remember when I finally watched it and heard how scary it was, I like laughed through the whole thing. Like I've never found that movie scary at all. There's nothing you've said that sounds scary. A clown that goes through drains and comes out of... Well, it's like, funny. The part that you're talking about, like when he comes out of the drain for the little kid, it's like this really like slow pull where he opens his mouth and he has like sharp teeth. Uh-huh. And it's like the very like corny cliche, just like you get closer to the camera like, and nothing happens right. and then it just like cuts the commercial. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure it was just the scenario that you were in and yeah. like how it happened. It's funny because I'm, I'm a horror movie. I love horror movies. I watch a ton of them. It's funny. I get some people like say, have you seen this movie? It scared me to death. And I'm like, that's stupid. But then I, I have to stop back and realize like different things scare different people, you know? So something for like, you know, I'm terrified of clowns. Other people think they're hilarious. It's going to be stupid as can be. Did, did a movie like exorcist or, or, um, paranormal activity, did those creep you out? <laughs> um, paranormal activity had a couple of creepy moments to it that I thought was really well done. 
Uh, I watched The Exorcist. I remember being at Blockbuster one night, me and my friends, and we asked some lady, we're like, what's the scariest movie ever made? And she's like, oh, The Exorcist. It's going to mess you up good and stuff like that. And we watched it, and we laughed at the whole thing. Did you really? Um, yeah. So I never, but... I mean, it, uh, honestly, like, I don't know. I came, like, almost like a scared junkie. I kept searching for the movie that would scare me. And it wasn't until, A, I think The Strangers had some parts that really, like, got to me. And then The Conjuring, I think, like I said, The Conjuring to me is one of the scariest. People are probably out there being like, The Conjuring's not scary, Kurt. But to me, it was. And well, so, that's what it comes down to, isn't it? Like, what is your experience and yeah. what actually scares you? Yeah. Because clowns are just weird people and makeup. You know, like, there's nothing about a clown that scares me. Yeah, and there's something like arachnophobia scares some people because they're terrified right, of spiders. Right, exactly. You know, and I don't know. I see people in clown makeup, and it's still like, I'm like, I get, get away from me. I hate it so bad, but. It. Yeah. Man, it. All so, right, John. Bless your heart. I'll make mine quick. I'm giving Kurt a hard time about it, but when you hear mine, everyone's going to be like, lame. But uh, With vibrato. Lame. <laughs> I saw this when I was 11, I think, when I saw this movie, and I don't know why it affected me so bad, but it did, and it messed with me like crazy, and maybe some of you have never even heard of this movie. There's a movie that came out in 1993 called Fire in the Sky. Five days ago, about sundown on Rim Road, north of Turkey Creek, you see an unidentified light just above the tree line? Yes. Did you see an object hovering above the clearing? Yes. Was it saucer shaped? Sort of. I don't, I don't, I never seen anything exactly like it before. Yes or no? I'd have to say no. Did you see Travis Walton approach the object on foot? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Did you see a bolt of blue-green light envelop Travis Walton? Yeah, man, I told him. I exploded all around And it's supposed to be a true story about a lumberjack in Arizona who was abducted by aliens. Here's what's funny about the movie. The movie's 90 minutes long, you know, like 100 minutes long. It starts out, you know, like the dude and his buddies and they're out doing their lumberjack stuff. And then a a light comes out, knocks this dude off his feet. His friends panic and they run away. When they come back, he's gone. Pretty much the whole movie is about what the town does, trying to figure out where he is, what's happened to him, how his friends are dealing with it, that people don't believe what they saw and stuff. There's only maybe like a five to ten minute scene when the dude comes back, but then it shows like what happened to him on this alien spaceship that messed with me so bad. Like it is amazing how much that messed with me as an 11 year old kid. And I don't know why, but ever since I, I guarantee if I watched that movie today, it would just be like, this is bad. Like, this is really bad. I don't, I don't think it was a bad movie. Like I remember seeing it and thinking it was okay. But the stories of that movie were far scarier to me than the actual movie. Right. It just, it it messed with me so bad. And here's what's funny about it. So my dad used to work in an office that he used to work in. There's a guy that was one of his partners with his business that also ran a little like uh, video rental out of his office as well. So my dad would come home with like four or five movies all the time that he had picked up. He had picked up this one and he had a couple of others with him. So at the end of the night after the movie, we all went to bed. And of course, like I am just wide eyed. Like I am, I'm 
so for sure that an alien's going to come into my room and abduct me and do weird experiments. So I'm like, you know what? I should go watch something else to get my mind off of it. Another movie he had brought home was Fern Gully. Nice. I sat and watched Fern Gully the whole thing. Tried to go back to bed. Did not help. I went back downstairs. Another one he brought was Rockadoodle. I don't know if anybody remembers Rockadoodle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch that as well. Those movies to this day still mess with me because they bring up the memories of watching that other movie. It's just, it did. It affected me so bad. And the thing is, is I've never watched it again all the way through since I was 11. Really? I we watched it together, though. Remember? Did we? Yeah, you. I remember going I over to your house, watching it, that. and I remember you being like, "Dude, and guess what? Like, they found stuff in his blood that they can't explain what it is." Like, I remember like all this stuff. You like after the fact, you know? Do you so know what I did though? What was funny is like it scared me so bad that I thought maybe if the more I found out about it, like maybe the less scared I'd be. Mm-hmm. So I remember I did like re- like as an eleven year old, I did like crazy research on it. I'm not kidding though. I There's probably some- took a week or two before I could like sleep comfortably again there's some creepy stuff surrounding like the real story though oh absolutely to this day like another thing that i found out i say to this day like still today they're doing it but back then obviously as well but every single guy is stuck to their story and every single one of them has passed several lie detector tests right on more than one occasion you know what i mean and like i'm not saying that i do believe it or whatever but it messed with me so bad as a kid i just i was not old enough like i was not mature enough to handle it at the time and because of that it is always messing with me yeah and he talked about it constantly and so i never asked like i gotta see this movie because i was like i love being a little scared i don't even though sissy i was I like i love that little shot of adrenaline you get so i never mean john watching i was like all right when's it gonna get scary <laughs> when's it gonna get scary then after it was over i was like i don't get it like <laughs> But we we never did our anniversary episode, but and we'll, we'll call this our anniversary episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been around for a year, everybody. Congratulate us, like Kurt does. One of the very first movies we recommended, you recommended, was the f- uh, yeah. What, what was it? The fourth kind. The fourth, fourth kind. kind. So and that creeped you out, didn't it? Oh, it creeped me. It creeped the dickens out of me. Do you know why though? Well, two things. Number one, they pulled the wool over my eyes like the Blair Witch Project did to so many people the first time. Right. I did not know that they, that it was all malarkey you know like that it was all bogus so i went in thinking that this was actually real and they do the whole thing where it's like the reenactment but then the actual footage the reason it messed with me so bad is for one it was the alien abduction type thing that had messed with me so much as a kid right two it has an element of like the evil if you will in it as well so i think those two combined just like melted my brain right if you didn't know it was totally fictional and they go to the found footage scenes. right yeah it would be really creepy well have you seen it i have seen it okay i the, saw it after it because right. i made fun of you for recommending right. it and then i went and watched imagine it imagine not knowing that it wasn't real and then like that found footage scene two of them that got me pretty good were the one where the dude like levitates in the bed right yeah. and then the other one was when like the woman gets like taken over by that alien presence or whatever right and i think even if i were watching it and they were trying to pull the wool over my eyes as soon as he started levitating i would have been like oh dear goodness. it's true but i think i was like so into the film when i was watching it right that i kind of like suspended reality but the truth is, is after it was over like went to bed that night again it was one of those ones where i was grown up enough yeah i mean i was in my late 20s at the time when i saw it but like i walked out of the movie my brother and i were like that was pretty cool and that was the end of it yeah. But then when I woke up in the morning, it was actually in California. So I was at the airport waiting to fly home and I was just like, nope, 
<laughs> I was like, it was totally bogus. And then, of course, I went online and saw that it was, and I called my brother. I'm like, it's bogus. He's like, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's just funny how that works because I guarantee that everybody listening to this show has one of those movies. Oh, yeah. Has one of those movies that they, they either saw when they were way too young or just something about it, like, hit too close to home or something. You know what is interesting? I bet my 13-year-old daughter, because, again, I, I don't do anything with Supernatural or anything scary like that. I think the movie that probably scared my first child like that was Goonies. Really? I really? remember watching her and she just did not like it just at not all. Digging it. Going into the, even just going into the uh, cellar yeah. underneath yeah. and the dead body with oh, the ice right. cream. <laughs> she, the Rocky was, Road. She was not okay with that. And then the guy was screaming that was locked up and, and right. that, that just worked her. So um, who knows what it is with you, aliens. Yeah, apparently. A big thing and clowns and... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Huh? So miners and miners. Uh, so it, it is funny though because I'd love to hear from our listeners, but it's funny the different things that scare people or the kinds of movies that get to certain people, right? So my wife, for example, what she considers a scary movie, like for example, I made her watch because I thought it was a great movie, and you guys are gonna roll your eyes because it's a Christopher Nolan movie, but Insomnia. I don't know if you guys ever saw that with Robin Williams and Al yeah. Pacino, but it's actually a really good movie. Anyway, so I had her watch it. Never in my mind would I think that's a scary movie. Right. To her, she's like, John made me watch the scariest movie. Like, freaked me <laughs> out. But to her, it's like the serial killer type thing and all that jazz, right. you know, it was like the horror movie to her. To me, I guess maybe I envision it as more of like the supernatural type or whatever. That's more of a horror movie, I guess. My wife me. was similar, actually. It was Unbreakable with Bruce really? Willis. Wow. And it was the scene where the guy just comes into the house. That's a disturbing scene. It is. I'll a at least give her scene, that. Yeah, uh, but I, I think it was when it really clicked that when I'm not home, you know, terrible things could happen. Could happen. Um, and See, so I yeah. think a lot of women. And maybe I'm wrong. I'm not trying to generalize, but I'm going off of what your wife said, wives, what my yeah. wife said. But I think a lot of women do that in the sense of just like because my wife always says she's like I can watch some movie about like ghosts or whatever because that doesn't scare me. She's like it's right. the stuff that could really happen, you know, and like. I, even though like really happened, I'm doing air quotes here, but there's a really kind of silly, scary movie that's kind of dumb, but it was actually kind of fun called Vacancy. I don't know. I know Kurt's seen it, but yeah. it's with Luke Wilson and um, Kate Beckinsale. But anyways, just kind of a fun movie. But what it is is they check into this motel and of course there's deranged people in the motel like that affected her because she's like we could go to a motel these people are nuts you know so like that kind of stuff gets her but uh when a stranger calls that got my wife really actually bad. yeah interesting i think every like especially girl that has ever babysat Baby. before right. that freaks them out right that movie but uh yeah I, I mean i'm with kurt there are some certain scary movies that i really love to watch because it does like those little jump scares once in a while i think can be a lot of fun you brought up unbreakable i love the sixth sense right i actually think that movie's a lot of fun to watch during that kid halloween time going bath going to going to the bathroom dude and then it's just that thump dude we've Man, all that, been there yeah we've all been there as kids like getting up in the middle of the night is dark and you're like i have to go potty yes and i have to go <laughs> i have to go through this dark hallway or wherever you need to go it's terrifying. I don't care how many times I see that movie. When the little girl grabs his ankle under the bed. Right. Every time. Yeah. Every time that'll get me. Another one that's actually another M. Night Shyamalan that I thought, even if you didn't like the movie, you have to admit there are some really great jump scares. And personally, I really liked the movie, but it was Signs. 
Oh, you know, I did I like love, Signs. I really like Signs, and a lot. I get a lot of crap for liking Signs. I really like that. Yeah, movie. So do I. I watch it the other day. I but watch it every year. Even if you don't like it, there are jump scares in that movie that are so bloody effective. It's nuts. I agree. I think when he lost me was the village. Once we got to the village, I was no longer on the M Night train. Except, you know, okay, so my M Night totally off topic here. here the go. M Night movie that I like that everyone hates. I think it has like seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. The happening? No, it's um, um, with uh, Bryce and Dallas Howard. Lady in the Water. Lady, Lady in the Water. water. Yeah. We are in my basement, people. That is my DVD case, Travis, right yeah. here behind us. It is in there. Is it really? I own, I own that movie. it as well. I, I love that movie. I like yeah. that. Here's what drove me nuts about that movie, and I know we're probably going to get hate mail about this because people hate <laughs> this movie. I know that people hate this movie. But what people said is like, it was so dumb. It was like this fantasy thing. It was so stupid. What drove me nuts is like, you can suspend reality for three hours and watch Hobbits and Dwarves and everything right. else, but this dude brings a fairy tale into a real-world setting, and it's too much for you? There are things about that movie that I think were lights not. Lights are flickering. Yeah, let's not get into it. <laughs> my lights just flickered in my basement. There are things in that movie where I admit he missed the mark. Oh, yeah, definitely. There are certain things. <laughs> but overall, I really enjoyed it. I've, for me, I, I considered it kind of... the. It's interesting to me that people who are especially religious don't like that. Because to me, mm -hmm. that's what religion is, is these really hyper-fantastical things happening in the most mundane settings. Right. Uh, and so to me, it's like anybody who has faith in something should appreciate what it what they're trying to do with that movie. But right. I know we're way off topic, but we are. I always topic. get crap for talking. I, about I'm just going to bring up movie. one little thing about that movie because sure. there's I know that people give him a hard time and that's fine. Everybody has their opinion. I'm totally fine with that. But even if you don't like some of his movies. I would say go back and watch some of some of them from a directing standpoint. I still think the dude has a phenomenal eye for certain things. With that said, I never saw the last Airbender. So bad. I, I never saw it, so I can't bring that up. We, my family, we're huge Avatar fans. Okay. And so I'm probably the wrong person to ask. Really but as a fan, he. Missed I've heard it a lot of that. Yeah. So remove that because I haven't seen it. Gone. And I'm sorry. After Earth was not good. Really bad. Did not enjoy that. The happening was bad. The happening was bad. But in the happening, he still shot. has some cool shots that he does. But the one thing I'm going to bring up about Lady in the Water that I thought was so cool. He actually had the entire apartment building that it takes place in built. Everything is gray. Everything on the outside is very muted, very gray, nothing to it. When you go into each apartment, because each apartment is so specific and detailed, that's where all of your color is because all of your color and everything is coming from your characters. And like that he goes into the detail to figure that kind of stuff out and tell that story and have that narrative. Like to me, he goes above and beyond in a lot of those ways that, a lot of directors don't even try to do. I, I agree. He's talented. Um, I think he needs to kind of get away from his own stories now. Yeah, I'm really... Although Last Airbender was a bad example. <laughs> uh, maybe he just needs to take some time off. Well, no, what I'm... I, I'm really interested in Sundowning. Yeah. Which is with Ed Oxenbold, who which is in... we're big fans of. Yeah. yeah. Um, Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Ooh, I still can't say Thank it. you. Uh, anyway, but I'm really looking forward to that one because I think he has a good cast. And it to me, it's kind of back to that kind of minimalist thing and what he can do with it with all of this said it comes to halloween movies i think that guy has a couple up his sleeve that are totally worth watching uh, you could easily do an m night Shyamalan night tonight mm -hmm. so let's you know the look hopefully people are listening to this on halloween night drifting into the uh the late hours of halloween now <laughs> because we've been talking for a while hopefully you're in a candy our... coma and exactly 
So what, you know, how do they finish off the night? What's what's a movie that our listeners can watch until they fall asleep? So Kurt mentioned it, and this is this one would be tough because you'd have to find it somewhere. Like it's not streaming on Netflix or anything like that. But a movie that to me when it comes to jump scares and stuff like that that is probably the most effective movie from like a make you jump standpoint for me maybe that I've ever seen is The Strangers. I have not seen it. It is super crazy effective when it comes to just like that uneasy don't really know, you know, like can't really handle it moment. I think that's a great one. But if we're looking at Netflix, uh, one that I'm going to throw out there actually that's streaming right now on Netflix, it's kind of a quirky movie and it's different and I didn't love everything about it, but I liked enough of it to recommend it, but The Cabin in the Woods. Okay. I don't know if anybody else saw that movie. I saw it. It's got Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth in yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan of it. There was some funny stuff to it. I actually laughed at some of the stuff in it. Oh yeah. Um, but overall, I mean, I, I think there's too much hype going in to watch that movie. I mean, it was cr- like it was at like 89 percent Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. and everyone's saying, "Yeah, critics like really liked it, loving it," and everyone saw it. Loved partially because Joss Whedon had something yeah. to do with it, and. No matter and what, I you watched know, it. And I was like, yeah, "It's not my." I'm not saying it's great, tea. but if you just kind of want to have fun and get a few scares on Halloween night, that's totally yeah. a movie to do it with. Mm. Yep we we talked about The Conjuring. That's a good one. Um, but Insidious is good for the first hour. The last half hour, we talked about this before. It gets away from itself. Um, you know, I have a ton of recommendations. Hit me up on Twitter at, at Curtis Linnell, and I will recommend a movie catered to you. Um, tell me, what, <laughs> tell me what you're scared of. I like I said, they're laughing because I've seen so many stupid horror. We're actually films. going yeah. through Netflix and looking at all the stuff there, and that's part and of it's like, yep, that's yep. just part of me like searching for that next scare, the next thing that's gonna get me. And so I've seen a lot of these movies, people. So hit me up, and I'd be more than glad to tell and, you. And just know, and and this is good for Curtis too. Just know when you're going through the horror section and you think no one's probably ever seen this. <laughs> Curtis has seen Curtis it. Has and if you want to it. save yourself some time, just shoot him off. A He's tweet. possibly seen it more than yeah. once. <laughs> Travis, yes. Halloween night. Uh, I, look, I'm into. I, I enjoy listening to the old War of the Worlds broadcast. I really like yeah. old classic scary movies, and I think one that today is still genuinely scary, uh, or at least will make you think, is uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is on Amazon Prime streaming. The original, original, the original, the 50... 1956. Okay. The streaming version on Netflix is the remake, which people drop as like one of the best remakes in history. The Donald Sutherland one. The Donald Sutherland one, yeah. So if you're on Netflix, you get the awesome remake. Uh, If you're on Amazon Prime, the one that I I prefer myself is the the classic Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Just don't watch the Invasion with Nicole Kidman and Daniel Craig. Right. You know they did the remake of the remake with them. No, I didn't. Horrible. Really? (laughs) Horrible, Yeah. Uh, no, I think those are all good picks. Another one that I'll always throw out just because I think it's a classic and just kind of brilliant what they did with it. And I'm a huge Alfred Hitchcock fan, but will always be psycho. If, sure, if sure. you haven't seen that, I say, watch that movie. Yeah, don't watch the remake though. Also not good. Yeah, Sorry, not, Gus Van Sant and Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Not good. Right. That's funny. I don't know if you know, but Vince Vaughn said, I, I don't want to be remembered as the guy that did psycho and <laughs> they ruined psycho. Yeah. I don't think he is. I don't even oh, think no. people. No I'm actually it. really excited to see what he does with True Detective. Oh, is he one of the He's official people? Is in season two, yeah. And it's uh, Colin... Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. And Taylor Kitsch is now... Taylor Kitsch. Kitsch. Yeah. Taylor Kitsch is attached uh-huh. as well. And it looks like Rachel McAdams will get on there as well. 
you know, he was a better gambit than the material gave him credit for. I like Taylor Kitsch. He yeah. made some bad yeah. movies, but I think he's a good actor. Yeah. I finally did watch, uh, what was this, uh, Mars movie, John, John Carter. Carter. Yeah. I still haven't seen that. It wasn't, it wasn't that I good. forgot that Brian Cranston's in it. Is he? Not for long. He's in the first, and he's like the colonel of like the cavalry or whatever that like throws him in jail for a little while. Oh, you're right. It's Brian he Cranston. Is. Yeah. Anyway, still not worth watching. No, I'm, it wasn't as bad as it got hammered for, but it's a pretty boring movie. Speaking of Taylor Kitsch, he's in Battleship. Peter Berg directed Battleship. Peter Berg is in Fire in the Sky. There you go. Yes. I don't think I don't think I would uh, ever you. ever beat you at a Kevin Bacon game. <laughs> What's a good family one to watch with the fam? I think Invasions is is suitable for the family, especially but, the first one's not that bad. But you have Nightmare Before Christmas on uh, on Netflix. There. Beetlejuice. Uh, it's not streaming anywhere, but it's a, well. Not only a that, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't say that's like family. Family. Uh, there was oh. Uh, I mean, it's not a great movie, but if you got little kids, they might find it fun. Uh, the Haunted Mansion is on Netflix. It was oh, so the terrible. Eddie Murphy one. It was yeah, so terrible. Bad. Will you no, no. get over yourself? No, no. My daughter watched it last year at she three, like and she it. liked it. No, at three, she, she was did. Like, she Dad, made is this up, a terrible she movie? She even made up a song about it <laughs> so she that it. she sings all the time. No, she did it. She did. Uh, but on that note, all the Shrek, Shrek. Um, actually, DreamWorks has done a lot of Halloween uh, yeah. specials, and those are kind of fun to watch. Those are on Netflix. Yeah, they've got a lot of those. Uh, not on Netflix, but I personally like Monster House. I think that one's kind of fun. Coraline is genuinely creepy it depends on your kids I yeah, think. If your kids are able to do creepy Coraline's a pretty fun one my daughter who is four now is pretty creepy and she loves that movie if it wasn't for the fat naked ladies in Coraline that would be with like that would pasties. be right up yeah that'd be right up there with Nightmare for me. yeah uh but Nightmare Before Christmas is on there and that's always like a that's a classic that you get to do twice a year yeah basically um but I'm yeah scared stupid Ernest scared stupid. If you can get your hands on it, that troll. <laughs> That's a classic. There's actually a couple. What's like, nuts is how many times I've seen that movie. Yeah. Not really? Kidding. I've never oh seen my it. Gosh. Oh, really? How I've about s- a bumper sandwich, booger lips? Why would you? Classic lines you, ever. You quoted that to me like, huh? Yeah. Haven't seen right? Right? right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Stuff. It's funny. I, I love this. So I'm right now I'm scrolling through Netflix and their horror genre. And it's funny because you start off with the first couple of things and you got, all right, World War Z, Cabin in the Woods, Insidious 2, Odd Thomas, which I told you guys I just watched. Not great, but if you're looking for a lighter fare for Halloween. Yeah, Troll Hunters is on that lighter fare as well. Troll Hunter, you're next. The Frighteners, which I actually like with Michael J. Fox. Is that on Netflix? uh Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, The Blair Witch Project, which I don't like, but a lot of people are crazy about it. But then you get like four rows down and it just turns into garbage. Right. I mean, like yeah. some stuff really, you see at, like, red box really bad stuff like, in there. What is this? Yeah. The original Day of the Dead is on there, though. Oh, the 1980s? Uh-huh. Okay. The Romero one? Yeah. That's the one thing I haven't seen. Did you guys ever see Prophecy? With Christopher With Walken? Christopher Walken? No. I have not. <laughs> For sure, no. All right. Okay, yeah. here we go. Family, family ones. You have the Adams Families on Netflix. Oh yeah, uh, well, Adam, the first Adam, one. Yeah, Adam's Family Values is on Amazon Prime. Nightmare Before Christmas is Netflix. Curious George, a Halloween boot, a Halloween boo fest. My wife, my wife, my daughter has watched that like four times already. <laughs> That's on Netflix. Uh, way classic, the silent film Nosferatu, which I have uh, seen. The original vampire like story. Did you like it? <laughs> no, so what's funny is they also have Shadow of the Vampire on Netflix, which is the 
movie with Willem Dafoe, which is about. Oh, where they make it? Uh huh. Okay. Is it any good? Uh, I've never watched it, but I hear it's fantastic. Okay. Uh, Twilight Zone, Netflix, and Amazon Prime. The movie? No, no, just the old oh. episodes. You can watch that movie. Actually, there are certain things I remember in that movie that I saw when I was way too young that always messed with with me. Was the movie the one with William Shatner and the guy on the plane? The Is William Shatner in it? Wing? He's the one looking out the window. No, he's not. It's John Lithgow. No, it's not. It's yeah, William Shatner. It's John Lithgow. Five bucks. Five bucks. Five bucks. It is William Shatner. It's the one that's looking out the window. John Lithgow. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, before we finish that, though, uh, the Monsters TV series is also on there. Hmm. And then you've got a lot of DreamWorks, but we need to... I'll, I'll, I'll John Lithgow, segment number four, John Valentine. We're talking about two different things, because Nightmare at 20,000 Feet is what I was talking about. Well, I was about. talking about the movie. The right, I just asked. Movie. What I was asking you was... Was the one with the airplane, was that part of the movie? Because I don't know that I've seen the movie. Oh, yeah. Sorry. And it's John Lithgow. So technically, uh, we're we both are. right. Dang it. It's a wash. Lame. See, and I'm talking about the movie with Dan Aykroyd at the very first and Albert Brooks. Yeah, I've never seen that one. Oh, really? Uh, so what, what I didn't know was Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. I thought that was part of the movie, and it's apparently not. It is, but they remade it. I see. With, like, the thing on the wing. And then they remade it again, Treehouse of Horrors, with Bart Simpson on they the bus. They did right. right. They finally the nailed side it. Of the bus. <laughs> I'll take care of it. Take care of it. Oh, no. Uh, poor Hans Mole Man. Uh, anyway, I guess we were both right on that one, so. All right. That's so funny. Wash. Ace Ventura recreated that moment. Did they as well? There's something on the wings. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Anyways. Well, there it is. There it is. Anyway, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. That was kind of an extended show today, but it's it's Halloween. It is. And and this, this show specifically is for the people who are passing out candy. They need something to do while right. they're waiting for the next kids to come. Hopefully, we kept you entertained. Yeah. Uh, we scared you, too. Hopefully, they're, like, now thinking about ghosts. Yeah, I hope that, ghosts. like, you were locked in the closet, like, with a baseball bat. Yeah, definitely send us, though, because I'm curious now, more so than when we started the show, like, what is it that scares you? Yeah. Because I would have never guessed clowns. I would have never guessed aliens. Uh, and and I think it's just because it's always been the the evil ghosts that have spooked me. Right. Um, I just assume that's what scared everyone, yeah. but apparently. That's well, no. Not yeah, the case. I'd love to hear that, and I'd also love to hear why. Yeah. You know, like, did you have experiences like we did? There were just certain things that just triggered your brain. I'd love to hear that from you guys, and you can tell us on uh, Twitter at Flix Junkies, uh, also on Facebook. Flix Junkies, and then we have FlixJunkies.com. You can jump on and check out all our stuff. We've actually got a lot of great content going on there uh, as well. A lot of great stories you can find on Facebook that uh, we're posting all over the place. And This is true. Keeping you guys in the loop. Um, but next week, we're going to have a good show for you. We're going to be chatting uh, Big Hero 6. We the will. New, uh, Disney animated movie. And we'll also be talking Interstellar the new Christopher Nolan film. Oh, yeah, That's right. Which, uh, basically, I'm just like, put me in a coma until we go see that on Monday. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm actually interested in that because it's not doing as well critically right now as we thought it might have been. I mean, it's this not like true. it's getting hammered or anything like that, but it's not nearly as high as we thought it would. Uh, so we'll be chatting that next week and probably have a, a retro review maybe that we can throw in there for you guys to have some fun, tell some stories have some laughs yeah we'll start getting ready for the holidays shed yeah. a few tears yeah. so you guys can be listening to this podcast while you're out doing your holiday shopping we can <laughs> we'll start talking about thanksgiving movies which is basically yes. like one movie 
Charlie Brown's no, Thanksgiving. No, it's planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, planes, trains, yeah. and automobiles. That's exactly what I was going to say. All right, the Charlie Brown Mayflower <laughs> and Thanksgiving you episodes. You and your Charlie Brown yeah. nonsense. Uh, anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, a lot of a lot of fun this show. Uh, we'll probably cue creepy music now okay. as we uh, <laughs> as, as we head out. But uh, anyway, hope you guys have a fantastic Halloween. Thanks for listening to the show and for Travis Poppleton. Curtis Linnell, I am John Clyde, and we are the Flix Junkies. <laughs>